welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. Each episode of the Open Government Podcast, we bring you an interview with someone working on open government and citizen engagement in their community. And today we have Gillian Vrooman, who is a digital strategist that has contributed to the College of Pharmacists of BC, BC Jobs Plan, BC Newsroom, BC Health Service Locator, just to name a few. And I got to know Gillian through her work as a director on the board of the Open Data BC Society. So Gillian, uh, are you the reason why BC Open Government and Open Data Initiatives are the envy of just about every single jurisdiction across Canada? You're, you're everywhere, BC, aren't you? Yeah, we try to be. Um, there's some areas that I'd really like to us, us to expand out into, for example, into the Okanagan, where they're really kind of experiencing um, kind of a, a tech increase there and a mini hive of technology. I'd love to see us expand more about out there, but uh, that's what things like Twitter and the internet are for, to reach uh, awesome people around BC. Um, but we've got a really good base in both uh, Victoria and Vancouver, uh, or the lower mainland, and those are kind of the some of the bigger areas, um, and we'll only continue to grow from there. Now, you've done some work with um, the Open Data BC Society, obviously, as director. I know this is a relatively new appointment for you, but can you explain uh, that role? Because you hear a lot like Open Edmonton, you know, and Montréal Ouvert, there are Open Calgary and so on, but you don't really see too many open community groups for a province. Yeah. Um, well, BC was kind of a leader in a way for open data, and I think that's maybe how we came about. Um, there was our president actually helped participate in the uh, Apps for Climate Action Contest, which is one of the things that set out um, the Data BC portal. And I think because they were early starters, a lot of the local governments in the area were early starters, and there's just always been an enthusiasm for it. Um, Vancouver is also somewhat of a Canadian tech hub, and we're also very, I think, socially conscious. Um, and that really goes mixing that, those abilities and those interests together really work well uh, uh, when it comes to open data and really have greater meaning. So I think we just like we're naturally set up to love it and excel at it. Um, the community's been around for a couple years. Um, I've been on the board for almost a year now, but I was previous to that really just helping out with all the different events they put on. Um, and it's just, it's continuing to grow as open data becomes more and more common and more and more people are asking questions and, um, it's a really neat experience to watch how it's growing. And I've been in various different capacities, um, contributing to it. And I'm really happy to be able to do what I'm doing now. I love that you're taking a, a provincial look on this, and I, I want to go back to something you said at the, at the top of the interview, where you were saying you want to reach out to other places, for example, the Okanagan, um, and outside of the Lower Mainland area. And one of the things we found across Canada is that this open government movement is very urban-based, and particularly large city urban-based. And we're hearing lots of things out of the smaller towns and cities. What, what ideas do you have that we can start spreading outside of our big urban bases to reach other people who are not necessarily as part of of these large groups of, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions or millions of people, um, but still have an appetite for changing the way the government works with them? Yeah, I think 
think a lot of the smaller local governments are starting to get into it, and the smaller ones tend to be the more rural ones. Um, for example, like we uh, put out a new open data portal, and this is a portal that you can both put open data sets on, upload them entirely, or you can actually just point to other open data sets. And so part of our thought with that was that um, smaller local governments that wanted to kind of try it out without having expense could actually post some open data up there if they wanted to and just kind of get a feel for it and the feel for opportunities that they could do with it. Um, also, uh, we tried to... Um, do things like live stream events. So last year we had a, a summit, an open data summit, and this year they're actually copying that open data summit and hosting it in Ottawa. But we live streamed that event, and as a result, people are actually able to kind of see what's going on, or they're, uh, we also live social media posted, like quotes and kind of perpetual throughout the day. So we're trying to provide an area where even if you're not able to make it in, um, there's opportunities to kind of gain that knowledge from it. Um, and that's also what, like, our main web portal is about it. We want it to be a resource for anywhere in BC. Um, and wherever we have capacity to hold events, we'll hold events. Um, and I'd love to see that pick up in some of the more rural areas or just out of the major urban centers. And I think that's maybe going to be my goal for 2015 is maybe get one in the Okanagan. So I need to make more friends in uh, wine country, <laughs> BC. Yeah, that, that'll be real hard, I'm sure, because they're very friendly there, I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, they are. But, but I want to go back uh, to what you were saying, which is something that's very unique. I have never seen a community open data portal for jurisdictions, which which is what you guys, or one of the things you guys have set up at Open Data BC. How has been the uptake on that? You said that you're trying to reach out to those smaller communities. Are they using that service? Or are they giving you feedback in terms of, you know, while well, we'd rather have this? Like, how is that relationship looking? Um, it's continuing to build up. We only launched this uh, data portal in kind of late December, and December and January tend to be relatively quiet um, times for activity uh, in the sense you're just not going to get as much participation as you will later in the year, especially during February. I'm going to take a pause here and say uh, happy uh, happy Open Data Month because it's February, so we're really <laughs> excited. Um, I just remembered to say that. Um, so... Uh, we are kind of in the process of we're going to more officially reach out to local governments and let them know about the availability. Uh, primarily, it's been the broader community that already knows about us, who's contacted us or asked questions or suggested um, different applications and different data sets to put up there. Um, and I find it's a lot of, like, the board looking at um, data to add. For example, I saw a tweet today that... Um, there, uh, there's a new uh, Aboriginal um, economic development data set that's being put out. So I kind of put that in my queue of like, oh, yes, I need to add this to our uh, site and um, add this to our site and share it with our community. Uh, and I find a lot of times we from all over the province, especially in Vancouver and Victoria, but from all over the province, we kind of get requests, um, you know, where can I find a data set on this? And so we, basically this is almost going to be a population of what everyone's 
perpetually asking us for and those hard to find data sets. It's not necessarily going to have everything because we don't have enough manpower, but it's, you know, if you're looking for a data set and we can uh, find that for you, we're going to post it on our site so that we can share it. Um, or for example, I'm looking into planning a hackathon. So part of doing that hackathon is going to be making sure we add a link to that data set off of our portal. Um, and it's kind of nice because it's any BC open data set. So, for example, I was uh, thinking of making some open recipes. Um, I bribed people to come to one of our meetups using shortbread. <laughs> so, in December, it worked out well. We doubled our uh, increase from the previous time. So, um, and someone tweeted me saying, I hope you're using an open recipe. And I'm like, you know, I should really look into that. Um, and I could put out a whole data set of um, just open data recipes and looking, doing that exercise of finding the right format and the right structure for that. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of touches on what you're looking for. That's great. Uh, I, I wanted to touch upon something that uh, I, I found when I was looking up your your CV, and one of the things that you worked on was setting up a Yammer uh, client, uh, a Yammer service in the BC Public Service. And I wanted to ask, what? How does that having a central service to connect people inside the public service change the way you get work done? Yeah, it uh, increases efficiency in solving problems. I'd say that that's really the key thing. It's also an internal marketing tool. Um, I think we have about 6,000 people on it. I'm not as actively involved as I used to because new champions are going to take over, but I really kind of helped in the beginning part of it um, just to get it there and help people understand what microblogging is all about. So it kind of, I see people post uh, questions up there and they get responses from people in totally different ministries but very relevant and helpful responses um, right away, like within an hour or less, and they'd never get it or know who to ask otherwise. Um, so it's excellent for scenarios like that, excellent for sharing opportunities to provide input, excellent for uh, recruiting people to uh, maybe provide feedback on a project that you want, something that's outside of your normal organization, you need more input. Um, and it's also good for kind of, it's like a safe place to practice doing social media in a sense, um, or kind of practice microblogging. Um, it was started kind of in that time where social media was newer, um, and that really helped public servants just get more comfortable with the platform and get more comfortable with that format as well. Now we just got to wrap things up here, Gillian. And, um, but we, before we go, one of the things when we did our research is that it showed that you're an avid fiction reader and an aspiring writer. Now, as, yes. you, may, as you may or may not recall, I like to call myself an open government fanboy. And yes. I, was just, <laughs> I was just sort of wondering as a you know, fiction reader uh, what your thoughts were on this label that I've given myself. Because you like to call yourself, I believe, an open government evangelist. So there's a bit of a difference here. Yeah, I mean, I think evangelists, like the point of it is that you're really supposed to both go out, you're supposed to go out and kind of talk about it and demonstrate it, and you're really uh, behind it and promoting it um, as opposed to just being a fan of it. I mean, really, they could kind of be the same term, but I just find uh, evangelist works 
quite well that way because it's just like that level of passion, but that desire to help other people understand that and understand the culture change that comes behind open data and open government. I think there's too much professionalism behind the word evangelist for <laughs> me to handle. So that's why yeah. I prefer fanboy. But uh, but thank you so much, Gillian. You guys are doing some great work with Open Data BC. And you yourself, you know, you're, you're definitely an evangelist. And I'm so happy that you were part of the Open Government Tour. So, so thank, thank you, you for taking part in, the, in today's interview. Thanks for coming out to BC. That was Gillian Vrooman from Vancouver, B.C. on the Open Government Podcast. If you have any questions about today's episode, you can reach Gillian on Twitter at GNDV. Again, that's GNDV. Or on our website at GNDV.ca. And, of course, you can always send us questions on our hashtag at OGTPod. So until next time, I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back soon with our next interview.